Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, welcome to the KMOX, uh, KMOX Home Improvement Show. I'm Scott Jagow, filling in as your host. I am not a home improvement expert, but, well, I am a mean spackler when I need to be. But fear not, we do have experts in the studio. We have Jake Spurgeon and Jody Hall, both from Mosby Building Arts. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being here. You know, we appreciate the opportunity. Good morning, thanks. Yeah, so we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. You can reach us at... 314-436-7900 with your questions. Or if you want to talk about some projects you're tackling, maybe you've had some discoveries that might benefit other people, 314-436-7900. This is kind of a good time for home improvement, I assume, based on the weather, right? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of homeowners start thinking about taking a look around the house. The weather's warming up. They're doing that yard work, and they want the opportunity to maybe some things pop up that they see that need some help. Jody, this time of year, what are some of the things that people should be thinking about before summer hits? A lot of times it's a great time to wash your house on the outside, you know, clean it up, <clears throat> get rid of the, you know, the tiger stripe, you know, the gutters and siding and stuff. Um, then you can kind of look at the house uh, from the top down and the envelope of the house and see, you know, does anything look astray or, you know, need some attention? Um, kind of do a, you know, a once over of everything. My wife and I are thinking about replacing a door on the back of our house. How important is it to replace doors? Our our home is, I don't know, 115 years old. I think the door might be original, to be honest. Wow. They kept a, a lot of things when they renovated the place. But how important are doors in terms of summer heat, winter cold, that kind of thing? Well, yeah, the, uh, the efficiency of the door uh, really depends on the home, I think. Uh, if you have 100 plus year old home, you might want to decide, is it you know, historical enough that you want to try to revise that door or, you know, install a new door that's thermal efficient and, and such? Well, what we found is that in order to replicate the door, to have it stay with the house as, you know, being old or looking old, it is so expensive. My goodness. Yep. Custom-made doors can carry oh, quite a cost. Lord, the first estimate I think we got was like $14,000 yep. for one door. I mean, that includes all the labor and everything, but geez. Yeah, but it's important to keep that door. I recently had a door replaced on my home um, over the winter, um, and it, previous owners hadn't maintained it. And because they let it go for so long, not only did the door have to be replaced, the framing on the outside of the where the door was attached, the wood floor in front of the door was rotted. So I had to. Re so it's important. It, all these things without proper maintenance cause just more money and more heartache in the future. That's a good point. And even if you get a door that's less expensive but still uh, appropriate, uh, it, maybe it won't match as well with your old house. But, you know, you can figure out a way around it to make it blend in, I suppose. Yeah, using, with colors and details and moldings, you can dress up any, you know, inexpensive door, or you can go the full custom route like you were referring earlier. Now, windows are also important in terms of energy efficiency, but there are other things to think about. Why is it important to replace your windows if that's what you need to do, or uh, just in terms of proper installation of windows? Yeah, windows uh, carry a lot of things for your house. I mean, energy efficiency is one thing. It keeps our heating and cooling costs lower. 
Um, if you have single pane windows right there with energy efficiency and also single pane windows within the wintertime tend to sweat. And then you have mold growth in your house that can happen on your windowsills and that can rot the windows. It, so many things with windows are important. It improves the air quality of the home. Mm. Um, so you may have you know, allergies and, and things. Uh, it just depends on, on the situation. But there's, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, some folks don't even realize there's a problem until it's too late. You know, um, you know, typically if a window or door is installed properly, water is not coming into the home. Um, but if you notice, you know, it happens a lot of times under patio doors in a kitchen area. A house may have linoleum or something. If you notice a, a purple um, look to the, the door um, on the flooring underneath, that's because water is getting underneath the linoleum and turning it purple. Um, a lot of folks don't even know that's that's the reason it does that. But, you know, just kind of keep your eyes open for anything that looks a little odd. That would be alarming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know. It's a nice light shade of purple. <laughs> uh, do they also window, I'm talking about window insulation still, um, preventing structural damage? Is that true? Absolutely. You can take an inexpensive window and install it really well with proper flashing, proper uh, Tyvek house wrap, for example, and that window is going to perform as it should. Or you can take a very expensive window, very custom, a wood window, and put it in wrong, and it's not going to perform. Hmm. So a lot of times it's not the window itself. It's the installation that our proper building practices followed to put that window in well. And I assume that putting in new windows improves the value of your home. Oh, yeah. The, the <laughs> look of windows and the features they have nowadays, like tilt-in for easy cleaning on the outside. Um, they have blinds that are built into the windows now that you don't have to have, you know, external mini blinds or curtains. It's in the glass. Saves on really? cleaning, too. <laughs> yeah. There are <laughs> blinds in the glass. Between the panes of glass that you can get, huh. and it's it's great. But the new door I talked about, for example, they offer it in windows, but by French doors that I had replaced, the mini blinds are in the glass, so I don't have to have my kids or my dog mess with the blinds and ruin them. They're just, they're there. Wow, I did not know that uh, was a product. I mm -hmm. I really like that idea, though, because blinds and shutters are expensive, too, yeah. <laughs> to add and, on to the window cost. And blinds in the glass also carry quite a cost, um, but yeah. in the end, it, for me, it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and then they think back to, you know, the air quality of the home. You know, you're not trapping dust, you know, that has to be cleaned every week, you yeah. know, because those blinds are between the glass. How often do we dust our mini blinds? <laughs> well, you know. Not often. <laughs> yeah, not often, no. <laughs> Tell you what. I actually, our home has the faux wood blinds. I really like those. Mm. The That's something you guys do, I assume. Yeah, plantation yeah. shutters or, mm, or yeah. wood blinds are Or wood, nice. too. You know, yeah. They do wood. look really good, for sure. Yeah, and, the, you know, it uh, depends on what kind of house you have. Um, but another thing that uh, we've been talking about, my wife and I, is the kitchen. Mm. What to do about the kitchen if we wanted to do some remodeling. We don't really have any way to expand, so we'd have to keep the same space. What do you guys suggest in terms of kitchens keeping the same space but giving it a new look? Yeah, the, you don't have to do a full gut remodel to get a completely new look with a kitchen space. You could, you know, maybe the cabinets are in good shape. Maybe you just want to update the countertops, do a new backsplash, update the appliances, some new lighting, little things like that have a big impact in the end. We can even replace doors, um, keep in the box, you know, put new crown molding up. There's there's a lot of avenues that can be cost effective and still feel fresh and new. Cool. I like that. We'll talk more about that coming up in just a moment. And we'll take your calls. The number is 
7900. We're talking with Jody and Jake from Mosby Building Arts on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Local news and information direct to your smart speaker. Just say, play KMOX. All right, we are back on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. I am Scott Jagow, filling in this Saturday. I have two guests with me from Mosby Building Arts, Jake Spurgeon and Jody Hall. And we will take your phone calls if you have questions, thoughts, recommendations, 314-436-7900. All right, we were talking about kitchens earlier. And during the break, you mentioned kitchen tables. So tell me what you were thinking in terms of renovating, uh, changing that situation. Yeah, with with my heavy design background and meeting with clients, homes that were remodeling that were built in the 50s and 60s or 70s have that formal dining space that never gets used except for the holidays. And it's all about recapturing the home and the layout and making sure you're using every square footage, piece of square footage that you have that you pay to clean and heat and cool. So we have several clients that are eliminating the breakfast table to put in a larger island and then maybe knock down the wall between the kitchen and the dining space, your formal dining room, and that's the only dining table or eating table in the house. So is it actually in the kitchen or is it in another Well, the dining room becomes what your formal dining room was, becomes part of the kitchen. Okay. So more of an open floor plan. Got it. That's an interesting concept. What is the, does it look like an island or does it look more like a table? A little bit of both. If we enlarge the island and put chairs around it, it's kind of an impromptu, informal eating space. for Great for breakfast and lunch. But with the family, if you want to sit down at the family dinner table, that's the, the one table that was the formal dining room. And that'll work for formal dining. People yeah. like it as, you know, it's Thanksgiving. And, you know, because... You go to the kit usually when you have people over, you hang out in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But then when you're, it's time to eat dinner, you're going into another room to sit yeah. down at a formal d- dining table. And that's the way a lot of houses were designed back then is they have these formal living rooms and the formal dining room. And then you had the family room and the informal kitchen in the back. Um, families don't live like that nowadays. Yeah. Back it's, then we kids weren't allowed to do anything or touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> now everybody is everywhere doing everything they want. Yeah, the, the sense of formality in homes is kind of is gone and antiquated. So we let's use every square footage we have. I would have to say, you know, coming out of COVID, that's probably what I always look for the, the silver lining in things. And I think families using their home 100% is so much better than what it used to be. You know, we we're, it's our school, it's our you know workout room, it's our our business, it's it's our eating together all the time. So it's yeah. it's quite quite nice to see. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, over the pandemic, everybody stayed home, and you want to make your home as homey as possible. Mm-hmm. So, d- did you find that during the pandemic, people were wanting to spend more money on their homes in terms of renovation? Absolutely. It came down to you. Normally, you're leaving your house for eight, nine, ten hours a day going to work and you're ignoring the bathroom that needs work and you're ignoring the bad paint color in in the living room and you're not replacing that light fixture because you don't see it every day. Well, now you're stuck in your house, you're working from home, you're seeing it every day. <laughs> and, and you want your home to feel an o- oasis. You know, I mean, you haven't gone on vacation in two to three years. You need to feel that oasis. Yeah, so homeowner expenditures through, you know, for the last couple of years have been fantastic because they are wanting to update their homes and make them more valuable and more comfortable and look great. 
Well, that's good for you guys. I mean, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, you do, you do everything. Yeah. I I was amazed at how much you guys do. Now you you said you don't build homes from you know custom, you know, just off a blank piece of property. But if the home is existing, you do everything. Yeah. Right. We do additions. We'll do outdoor living spaces, covered patios, finished basements, detached garages, finished attics. The, it, the list goes on. Second story room additions. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to just be out the back of the home. It, it could be the whole second floor can be new. Yeah. Uh, outdoor spaces is really a big thing this year. Outdoor spaces. Yeah, outdoor living. Uh, a lot of people love that. I love it. I love having a patio, place to hang out with friends, yeah. have a beverage. Um, so, yeah, in terms of outdoor living, what are some of the trends right now? Definitely uh, clients are wanting uh, that space to be used year-round. So built-in fire pits, heaters, television you want to put on the cards game or the blues game. Um, maybe an outdoor kitchen where the grill is set up with a bar and a sink and appliances. A whole second entertaining space outside. So it's like a, a kitchen outdoors in some respects. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the TV outside is nice. That is, oh, yeah. But that is a luxury. Well, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't. No? TVs are pretty inexpensive. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you just if you're concerned about it, you know, and come January and February when it's really cold, pull it off the wall and store it in the basement. Um, Make sure you buy an outdoor television, though. It's yeah. it's pretty important. They're made a little little stronger, a little more industrial. Yeah. Okay. And but, I already, a lot of those ones that aren't made for outdoors can last. I mean, if you get five, TVs are so inexpensive that if you want to replace it every five years, go ahead. I and I honestly did not realize they made separate TVs for outdoor use. I yeah. was thinking, you know, it's just a TV. Sure. sure. Yeah, that liquid, that crystals, can they can freeze and it breaks. And they yeah, that makes it. sense. Yeah. And expanding contract and everything. And, you know, and there's some great avenues, too, if you have a covered area. You know, maybe it's not such a critical thing. Um, but, you know, they also have, you know, infrared heat. <clears throat> so it's it's heating the objects, not the air. So you're not wasting all your energy by heating the air outside, but you can enjoy the heat several more months of the year if you have an infrared heat system. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess the covering of the area where the TV would be would be the most important issue. Yeah. Yeah, for glare it. or protection, yes. Yeah. For sure. We had, when I lived in Cincinnati, we built a patio that you could probably land a small plane on. <laughs> nice. And it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even get to use it that many years because we ended up having to move, Mm -hmm. but it added a lot of value to the house. And I think that's probably one reason why people might look in that direction because it was just a stunning feature to have. It was the the old patio was awful. Mm -hmm. It was like the slope was toward the house. So, (laughs) you know, when it rained, that's a big problem. You had to, we had to fix it because of that. But we ended up, because of the space we had, the land behind the house, we ended up building this huge patio and it was just, people would come over and they were just amazed at it. So I'm, I'm guessing you guys have a similar experience when you're going to someone's house and you see they have a backyard that needs a lot of work and your wheels start spinning about what the possibilities yeah. are. We- Jody and I meet with clients that maybe we visited their home just to talk about water management, like if the land is sloped towards their house, and it grows into a, well, let's address the water problem, but would you like a patio space out here? What can we build into all this stuff? A lot of times at our first visits, you know, it's kind of like planning your future. 
Um, we meet, and, and there are clients, whether they're buying today or, or next year or two years from now. It's it's simply, you know, let's plan your life and let, let us help you execute your plan. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, putting, you know, the proper order of things and, and expectations in line and really plan that whole thing and really comes together really nicely. In terms of planning, how far out do people need to get in touch with you if they have a, a deadline in mind? I think this is a good question. One year. One year. Wow. With um, the materials, backlogs of getting products, the time it takes to design the space, the time it takes to order the products, to align the the team members and the production team to execute that product and then finish it, it it can be a year's worth of time. There are some areas that can go quicker, but... You know, with the design aspect, some things you don't have to design if it's an exterior siding implementation, but it's it's not it's not a year, but it's still six months for sure. Six months yeah. to a year. Yep. Depends on the scope of the project. Exactly. But smaller updates, six months, but larger design ones take at least a, from initial contact to completion is about a year. And what is the size of Mosby, uh, Mosby Building Arts? Like how many people work for the company? What is the, the scope of it? I believe we have like 155. Um, Use around 150 yeah. right now. 150. Yep. Yeah. We have a full-time headhunter that does nothing but find tradespeople for us because we can never find enough. Really? Mm. Yeah. It's it's a it's a full-time job, and it's it's great that we do that, in my opinion, because we can find the very best out there and bring them to you. Are there any specific trades where you're short-staffed? All of them. Is it really it, everyone? The, the trades have dwindled over the years um, so it's a constant fight to get in front of some high school students and trade schools to to show you know young individuals that this is a fantastic industry to get into that pays well and you get a lot out of it yep I, I was lucky enough to go to trade school and I loved it I thought it was you know perfect for me and these days it's it's very difficult to find enough people to even start a job, yet alone somebody that's in the trade and then have proper education. It's a lot to go through to, to, to find something you can fall in love with, just like you're going to get your college degree. It's it's the same thing. It's just a different avenue. Yeah, I found when I'm going to look for a handyman or handy woman to do something around the house, it takes weeks to get in touch with them or you know for them to get back because they're so busy. And then they come out and to do the estimate part, and then it's another few weeks before they can actually start working on the project. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm recommending young people go to vocational school yeah, and learn. Absolutely. <laughs> we all know college isn't for everybody. It's pretty good money, you know, some of these jobs. Really good You're money. surprised. Yeah. You know, like uh, electricians, mm-hmm. for example. Plumbers, tile setters, um, every avenue of specialty trade is looking for people. Yeah. All right. Well, we are touching all kinds of topics this morning on the Home Improvement Show. We'll get to some more coming up after a break. And if you have some questions or you want to share some thoughts, please do. 314-436-7900. I'm Scott Jagow along with Jody and Jake this morning from Mosby Building Arts. What defines us is who we are as a collective group and, and uh, how we progress and gain momentum through the season. The Coach's Corner with St. Louis City Coach Bradley Carnell. Mondays at 935 on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. A 
Aha. We're back on the Home Improvement Show. Hope you got that joke. Uh, Jake Spurgeon and Jody Hall from Mosby Building Arts with us this morning on the show. And we have a call. The number is 314-436-7900. Sheila is on the line from St. Charles. Sheila, good morning. Good morning. What do you have for um, us? Well, I have, we have a home that's 26 years old. And we never, we have a nice front porch entry, but it's not a front porch you could sit on. But there's this open area in the front that I'm wondering, is Mosby the company that could come and give me some ideas how we could redo that and make it so we could put some chairs out there and sit outside if we wanted to? Absolutely. Uh, Pavers and things like that, is that? Yes, anything to do with the front of your home or all of your home, we can take care of it for you. Hey, Sheila, do you have any specific thoughts or visions about what it would look like or you want it to look like? Well, I do, but open for some uh, designer ideas because that's I am not. But I'm even wondering maybe if we need to put some kind of a pergola or something between the garage and where the front door goes in to just kind of, I don't know, dress up the area a little bit. But maybe that'll look hokey. I don't know. Yeah, some of the best advice we typically tell clients is, you know, give us a call. Jody or myself or one of our other consultants or designers can come out, meet with you for free, and and bounce ideas off each other and, you know, review different options. Thank you so much. I will make that call and appointment. Awesome. Have a great day, Sheila. All right. Thanks for calling in, (laughs) Sheila. We appreciate it. And good luck with your project. Hopefully you guys can help her out. Sounds like a good one. I like the challenge. I like the idea of the challenge. You know, you have a space that you don't like, you don't really like, but you in your mind you can see something down the road that might be so appealing. And then, and then the wonderful thing is, once you guys go in and do the project, and it turns out, I, I guess I'm thinking about those home improvement shows. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, they 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 reveal it, and everybody's so happy. I can imagine you guys get a lot of satisfaction in that respect. Yeah, I think what a lot of homeowners don't forget is how many pieces of the puzzle that are existing to your house have to be thought about before you get, for example, for enlarging a front porch or adding a front porch, you have to pay attention to, you know, the, the, the fenestration or the opening of windows and doors on the front elevation of your house. And when you add on to your house, you want to make it seem like that structure has always been a part of the house and not you just slap something up there. I'm going to stop you right there. You used a 10-cent word, fenestration. Yep, fenestration. <laughs> it is the the placement of um, openings in an elevation of a structure. So where your windows and doors are located. I'm sure you've you've driven down the road and seen a house that that window looks weird put there. Well, maybe design wasn't followed very well or the, the art of fenestration. The art of, I love that. I love learning new words. Well, it's Mosby, Mosby University. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you use that as a verb? Uh, I think so. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's uh, go to another call here. Jim in St. Charles. Let's see. What uh, do you have on your mind this morning? Yeah, this is Jim, but I'm in High Ridge, not St. Charles. Oh. High Ridge. Sorry. Okay. I have two questions. I always listen to this program because they give me some good tips and information. First question is, what is Mosby's fee for coming out and giving a person 
an estimate, say, like for a kitchen, is there a fee connected with that? Absolutely not. So Okay, typically- my second question is then, God forbid it, but if you do come out and give, a, say, me, for example, a bid to re-clean the cabinets and put new tops on and a new stove, a new microwave, a new oven, if I go with the company and sign the contract, and as you were saying, sometimes it takes a year to get started because of getting people to work and the material to do it with. If a person signs a contract, let's say it's a contract for $60,000, and if a person passes away in that time period before these guys start, what happens then? That is a great question, and it is actually has happened at Mosby. Um, one of the one of the great things is is that Mosby we are we're humans we have morals so we do work with the family and figure out do you want the project to take place do you, what would you like us to do um, if there are materials that we can return great we return them if there are materials that we can use on other projects so we work with those families and those homeowners to to make sure everybody's happy at the end okay because see the wife's been hammering on me about. I think the cabinets could be refinished or clean. They're all oak, and the floor is oak, uh, wood. And the, the difference is in the cabinets, you have somebody come in and say, replace the cabinets, and they wouldn't quite match where the oak flooring is. You have to add to the oak flooring or put a molding in or something like that. But our countertops are the old ones. They look nice, but she's thinking about marble or granite. I know Mike was talking about some other type of product, too, that you can use that wears well and looks good. So you guys might be getting a call from us and uh, maybe come out and give us some ideas and see what you can do with the thing. Yeah, we'd be happy to meet with you. And and that's what's great is remodeling has several levels. There's cosmetic remodeling. There's, you know, pull everything out and replace it. And then there's, you know, more surgery where we're moving walls and moving fixtures around and but I always tell clients, as the scope increases, so does the amount of time it takes to plan it, so does the amount of time to execute the project, and so does the investment level to do that. See, because with the stove is a gas stove, and it's an island stove, and of course it has a downdraft on it, and then the oven and the microwave are stacked. So I was just kind of curious, maybe have you guys come out and at least give us some ideas and give us a ballpark figure how much you think it might run. Yeah, that's one of our favorite things to do is to just, you know, meet with clients and help advise them on what the best avenue is for their space. Okay. Hey, thank you, guys. you got a wonderful program because you've answered questions from me before, and uh, you guys know what you're talking about. Thanks thank so much. You. Happy thanks to have thank you. Thank you, guys, for yeah. the program. You're very helpful. All right. Thanks for calling in, Jim. The number is 314-436-7900. I believe we have another Jim, this one in Kirkwood. Something about water, is that right? Yeah, uh, I've got like I've got to replace the um, the handle on the shower, but when I go to turn the water off, I live in St. Charles, and the calcium has got that pretty much locked up. Is there anything I can do to to break that free? Yeah, Jim, when when you say you're turning the water off, are you going to the basement of the home to turn the water off? Yeah. Okay, and and it's still dripping, or are we talking um, the calcium's? Everywhere or no. just in the upper section of the home? 
Well, it's um, it's it's to the point where I'm going to turn the water off, and the handle won't turn because calcium's got it locked up. Okay, yeah, you can go. There's a there's a street box that is out front of the home that you can open up and shut the main off, and that's okay. before it gets into the house. Um, then you can disconnect and open up that inner section and replace the the insides of that valve. Got the packing nut, okay. the packing nut, and, and the washers and stuff that are in there. Um, that all can be maintained and, and replaced. You might want to have a professional help you with that one because the uh, street box requires a special key that's about a three three to five foot long key to turn that off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and a plumber, right. a perfect, like Mosby or a plumbing professional can always yep. help you turn it off. If you can't access that street key or that street shutoff, um, which some you can't find, Correct. they've been buried over with landscaping and dirt, they actually have a machine that we, Mosby has one, you freeze the water pipe, and you have about 30 minutes sure. to take that valve off and put a new valve on. Okay. Yeah, I, I know where the box is out there by the street, so it's visible. Perfect. Yeah, that, that's okay. the way to take care of that. Hope it works out okay. for you. Thanks. All right, great. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate the call, Jim. 314-436-7900. If you have a question for the guys from Mosby Building Arts, we are going to continue the conversation in just a moment. The Home Improvement Show on KMOX. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Well, it is a Scott. It's just not the Mosby. <laughs> Scott Jagow here along with Jake Spurgeon and Jody Hall from Mosby Building Arts. We appreciate your phone calls this morning. We're going to get to another one right now with Roger. Roger, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I got two questions. You were talking a few minutes ago about handyman work they could do. Uh, when I was younger, you always could find a handyman. Now you can only find a handyman. Where can you go to find a handyman? Second question, I've got a house that was built in about 1950. At that time, they there no additional room and to the back. I got signs like that. Oh, two of those little uh, pieces of signs, there's a break, there's a hole. How do you, it's not a big enough job to get a signing contractor. How do you get that signing? Or what can I get to fix that signing? Thank so, you so much. Yeah, we appreciate the call, Roger. The number is 314-436-7900. So we had two questions there. The first one was about the handyman. Let's get to that second. Let's yeah. So his second question was on the siding. Um, to He's asking about repairing a hole in his siding. Typically, um, you know, a company like Mosby, we do um, handyman services um, uh, by the hour to have somebody come over and do little repairs and fix-ups um, that you need done. We get a piece of siding that matches as close as possible. Sometimes we can take a donor piece somewhere. So if we can get new siding that doesn't exactly match the house, um, we can hide that somewhere where you can't see it and then take that donor piece off and put it if it's somewhere you can see it where the repair is. And, and perform the repair. Jody, did you have something on that? No, no, I'm, I, that's exactly well said, well said. <laughs> and he, so he was asking about handymen or women. Yeah. Um, what, you know, you said you have some on staff or a yeah, couple? We have, yeah, two, about two individuals that uh, will, that do work by the hour. 
Um, another avenue is the HBA, the Home Builders Association of St. Louis, is a great resource to call, and they can give you a few recommendations on some some really well vetted, um, well educated, and experienced companies that that specifically just do handyman services like that. That's a good tip. Well, let me ask you personally about your backgrounds, Jody. Let me start with you. Tell me what area you have the most expertise in. Oh, goodness. Uh, my wife, there's a lot. <laughs> I, uh, I started with trade school and I did uh, machine machine work, uh, blueprint reading and writing, welding, HVAC, uh, just a, a normal, regular trade school stuff. And then started my own company and started with, you know, simple doors and windows that one guy could do. And we grew from there and uh, ended up doing everything basically to do with a house top to bottom. Um Lots of experience in second-story room additions and, and basements and uh, kitchens and bathrooms. Uh, but anything to do with a home, it, it's it's all about the same, whether it's electrical, you know, plumbing, whether it's a home, your computer, your vacuum cleaner. A lot of the technologies, they're very similar. Um, how the electric works, how the switch works, how all these things go together. Um, it, it's pretty logical if you've got experience in the field, you can do a lot with that. And, Jody, you come from more of the design aspect of homes. Jake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I just called you Jody. <laughs> I do have a design background and certified kitchen and bath designer, certified agent and place specialist. So Jody has a lot more of the technical construction background, which I have as well, similar to Scott Mosby. He learned a lot from his dad. My my father and my uncles and my brothers or my brother is in construction. So I've learned so much growing up with them that when I went into design, I, I tend to have that construction knowledge background, but also can do the design aspect uh, with laying out spaces and doing kitchen and bathrooms and additions and all that stuff. So it's, I'm the weird conundrum, as I say. When people are moving or thinking about moving um, and they, they're going to sell their home, what is one thing that can add the most value to a home before you're going to sell it? A garage door is the, the most number one uh, return on investment right now. Garage door. Yep. I would not have thought that. <laughs> Me neither, but it, it's true. <laughs> and why is that? Um, it, it just adds for the value that you're spending versus what your return is, and it's instantly. Um, it, it gives you the most bang for your buck. Um, it's close to a bathroom and kitchen. And what, what exactly does it do specifically that is so valuable? I would have to say... It would be for the, the street side garages. Um, if it's in the back of your house, it's not going to be mm -hmm. quite the same um, because you want that punch from the front of the house. You want that, you know, something that's going to set off the jewelry, the, you know, the shine of your home. Um, whether you're selling it or you're going to keep it, you want it to look good. And, you know, the garage door is one of the first things that's seen from the street. You know, it's used as a design element. It's such a large elevation on the front of a house that why not dress it up and make it look as attractive as all the other elements on the house? Yeah. It's a moving wall. A moving wall. That's a good description. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the aesthetic part of it. Is there also a functional aspect that is valuable? Yeah. The uh, garage doors standard pretty much are insulated nowadays so they can hold up and they dent less. Um, the openers have new technology that are more quiet. You can control them with your phone just like door locks and lights. So smart home technology has now invaded the garage door aspect of it as well. Um, I, you even see advertised Amazon. You can get a specific opener from them, and your Amazon packages, the driver can open your door, 
scoot the package mm-hmm. in and then close your garage door so it's nice and safe. And how about the windows on a garage door? Oh, that's a whole other option as well. Yeah. Uh, you can you can have special glass. You can have uh, ornate, you know, metals b- between the grids, just like your home uh, front door. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different ways to dress up that front door of your garage. Uh, and I'm a big fan of the all-glass garage doors. Oh. Um, I think they look fantastic. I would love one on my house, but my garage is not that organized and clean. <laughs> so at night, if you turn the lights on in the garage, you can see everything that's in there. <laughs> or the silhouette of the frosted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want people to see all the things in your garage? It, it's a look <laughs> for more modern homes and modern home styles and decor. It's, it's it, not for it, everybody. It's not for everybody, but it, it does look very cool. But the, for the regular folks, we have the garage door glass at the top. So yeah. it give the illusion of a beautiful organized garage. <laughs> Still looks great from the street. Lights yeah. on or off. Yeah, I bet the, the windows or the, the, the glass on those things are pretty pretty good these days. Based, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of my grandmother's garage a long time ago when I was a kid and smashing it with tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, the reason Jake was saying that they're, they're more durable with the insulated um, we sell insulated garage doors that, you know, you can bounce a tennis ball off of and you're not going to hurt it, um, you know. But you got to remember it's a moving wall. Even though it's insulated, it's helping you. You know, it's up to an R18 value, mm. but you're opening that five and six times a day, you know. So it's good, but you got to remember it's going to be opened and, you know, you're letting all that air in and out. Yeah, more, uh, it's more, more for more, protection. Yeah, more and more clients are heating and cooling their garages. So that's why it's important to have that insulated garage door. All right, we are talking about all kinds of great topics this morning. We'll continue with your phone calls, 314-436-7900, the Home Improvement Show on KMOX.